You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hi there, Joe. How are you doing today? I am very well, Richard. Very well. How is the soccer season going? Yeah, I thought I'd share that? an update with mm. you and the listeners. It's now halfway through the season, mm-hmm. and... Um, it's been going well. We are, the New Lambton Lorikeets are currently third on the table in the under-14 <laughs> C division. Excellent. Uh, which is better than I was expecting. That's third out of eight. Yeah, And uh, we have won four games, lost two, and drawn one to be uh, on a total of 13 points. Wow. Uh, with a goal differential of one. What's a uh, goal differential? What's a goal differential? That's the difference between how many goals you've scored and against how many have been scored against you okay so to be positive one is is good okay the top team in our comp has a positive of 45 <laughs> and the last team has a negative 32 so okay. <laughs> i'm very very satisfied with one yeah but i'll take the one <laughs> but uh that's that's the results and which is the issue i was talking about is that i went into the season thinking all right doesn't matter if we win or lose this is about uh, team culture of uh, yes. having, having fun, of yes. re- respecting each other, showing yeah. effort. And the tension I found is that I've been obsessing over the results too much. Oh, no. Oh, so, uh, have you been I living find... through your child on the sidelines or is it more just that you really care about at the end getting the W? Yeah, getting the dub. Uh, yeah. A, a little bit of that, a little bit of checking the results of other teams on the weekend to uh, find yeah. out how they'd gone and what that puts us on the table. Yeah. And so um, – yeah, I'm finding myself thinking, all right, now let's um, let's come back to those original principles. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it matter if we make the finals or not? That's <laughs> So there's this tension at the moment. But yeah. uh, enjoying it, enjoying the teams. And, um, yeah, it's been uh, – we are really not very serious. Oh, I realised – I'll share one more story. Yeah. I realised the ways – the way to get the kids doing drills and exercises and, and, and sort of mini setups and games is to um, call them computer games. Right. Oh. So we say, we're going to play plants versus zombies now. And I set, tell some of the boys they're plants, some of the boys they're zombies, put the ball in, set a goal, something like that. And uh, they get a lot more excited if I call <laughs> it plants versus zombies rather than this is a game where you've got to get past your opponents and <laughs> put the ball here or something. So. I suspect that's the difference between C grade and A grade. Where the A grade <laughs> players are like, what? Plants and zombies? No, we're here to play soccer. We're here exactly. To win. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch these videos designed for coaches and it's like, it, it's the, the presumption is that the boys will do it or the kids will do what you tell them, but that's <laughs> not really the case. Because you were going to put fun-sized chocolate on the cones and stuff like that. How did that go? Oh, did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we did do that. That's very effective as well. So oh, um, Excellent. And it. I managed to set the cone far enough back that barely anyone knocked it over. So I got all the motivation without having to distribute a whole lot of chocolate. <laughs> coaching so, um, one on one. That's no, good. Oh, boy, I'm not even there. But anyway, that's uh, coaching. I'll uh, share an update at the end of the season perhaps. Excellent. Uh, as to how it all went. Now, what about you, Joe? What's been going on for you? Well, I had this very strange interaction that I thought, you know, why not share it? Because it, it did make me laugh. So I was at mm, home one sure. day in the middle of the day. And I've been selling some plants for a friend and I heard this loud knocking downstairs um, yeah. because I live in an apartment block and it was the level down. And I thought, oh, I'm not expecting anyone, but maybe someone's coming to find a, pl- a plant and they, they can't find me. 
Yeah. And that, because it was quite persistent, loud knocking. I was like, okay, yeah. weird. Someone's committed here. So I opened my door, like the true busybody I felt like after this interaction happened. Mm. And I look out and there are three police officers downstairs. <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, wow, this is getting serious. And they yeah. say, do you know where your neighbour is? Uh, to which I say, no. And they say, do you know his name? To which I say, no, because they just recently moved in. Have you mm. seen him today? I say, no. But I did see him doing his washing on Sunday, which I really <laughs> thought was quite a helpful point of information, given it was a Monday and I'd seen him yeah. the day before. Yeah, you know it could where, be his know, alibi. Yeah, that's right. Do you know whether you know whether he's around today? And I said, no. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm really adding nothing here. And then they said, do you see him around much? And I said, well, their car sits in the driveway a lot, which then made me sound like a real stalker or someone who looks out <laughs> the window. But I have remarked upon the fact that their car stays still a lot and I thought maybe they're real committed public tra- transport people or something. Anyway, mm, mm. so then they were like, okay, and that was the end of the interaction. Although then I walked back into my house and they walked back downstairs and they were looking at me from my from downstairs and I was on my balcony. It was just very awkward and I waved and it was just silly. <laughs> And then that night I'm getting back home after being out and I see the guy, my neighbour, and I think there's my neighbour. And without even thinking, I said, oh, hey, the police were looking for you. And at that (laughs) moment afterwards I thought, maybe I've given the game away. Maybe this was covert. And then I thought, no, they were banging really loud. They, you know, if he wasn't home, if he was home that he was hiding, if he wasn't home, they just wanted to find him. Yeah. And do you know what he said? He said, What? Oh, really? Okay. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, nice to see you. And I leave and go upstairs. <laughs> but I genuinely didn't. A, I shouldn't have said anything because it wasn't my, like, I had nothing to say to him. It wasn't my business. But B, no. if someone says the police is looking for you, you say, Oh, my goodness, really? Like, you, you show some reaction. <laughs> But when he showed no reaction, I was like, I'm living above a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first wow. thought. Anyway, so that was my interesting interaction. That's where the story ends for now, is it? That's it. Well, I'm just going to wait and watch. I have had some pleasant interactions with his girlfriend and him since then, yep. which make me less concerned about his criminality. But <laughs> I'm just going to be vigilant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I hope there's a happy ending at the end of the story, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, hoping it was just like a little pop around because he's a witness or something or something or other and it's yeah, nothing. Yeah. And he's no. well and it's fine and <laughs> I can relate. I often feel ill equipped to to handle situations that don't come up very often. So That's right. Yeah, and I don't think I would think, have done any better. Yeah, you look back and you think, What should I have said there? <laughs> nothing. Yes. I should have said nothing. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd be going on all my Korean police dramas and trying. To <laughs> anyway, well, I should talk to you happened. about what I've been reading in the Bible. Yes, we're interested. <clears throat> Tell well, us. I have continued in my um, uh, year of the um, New Testament, well, the Gospels, I should say, mm, the Gospels, and yeah. I've gotten to Luke ten and this very perplexing mm-hmm. little verse that I thought, why not talk about it? Because I'm confused. Yeah, so right. Luke ten is this situation where. Um, Jesus appoints 72 um, others, so disciples, and he sends them out two by two ahead of mm. him to, and it's described as every town and place where he was about to go. So Jesus is going to be traveling around and he sends almost like a a, a, a forward party in, ahead of him. Yeah. 
And then he talks about how the harvest is plentiful, the workers is few, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. And then he says, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. So it's all these yeah. amazing, really kind of f- famous verses, really. And yeah. then verse 5, he says this to these disciples that he's sending out. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. And here's my question. Mm-hmm. When he says, peace to this house, my sense is that's a greeting. But then it says, if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. What does that mean? Peace <laughs> yes. resting on them. Is, is peace meant it's not capitalized or anything, so it doesn't seem like they're thinking it's a spirit thing. Yeah. But I've never, ever thought of the concept of peace going out or returning other than it's just a greeting that's received or rejected. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it sounds like uh, you're passing a handball to them or the <laughs> football to them and then are they going to carry it or are they going to pass it back to you? Yeah. When, and peace I've always thought was an internal reality which is guided by having the spirit in you. Like it's the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. So the idea that you would you would greet when you enter a house saying peace to this house and then someone who promotes peace, which I'm guessing is a reference to someone who is soft to hearing the gospel perhaps. Yeah, I would think, um, well, welcoming of the message. There's yes. a bit of that in verse 8 when you enter a town and are welcomed. Uh, yes, and soft-hearted towards that gospel message and someone who's longing for peace with God. Mm, that's a good point. Um, because it, they're going out among regions where people would be Jews and so, yeah. um, or at least some of them would be Jews. And so yeah. I look at it and I think, oh, okay, well, these are people who know of Yahweh and mm. they would be looking for peace with God. Yeah. Um, mm. But it, it will return to you. Yeah, that's an interesting phrase, and it? it will return to you. Mm. Um, well, I'll toss some theories out there. It could be mm. like um, the uh, this um, relationship of peace with a host uh, has not worked out, mm. and so this uh, one of the seven T two is therefore in a position again of looking for another host mm. who might. Um, welcome them and have this relationship of host and yeah. guest. And that's yeah. the piece that uh, they are now carrying on to the next house or the next town or something mm. like that. Because mm. interestingly, I was like, okay, well, the other time I can think of where people are sent out two by two is when Jesus sends out the 12 in yeah. Matthew 10. So I oh, had a look see, there. You are yeah. researching, Joe. This is well, much better than perplexed. what's coming out of my head. <laughs> no, I was, I was keen to hear what you're thinking because I thought, you know what, it doesn't instinctively, an answer doesn't instinctively come to me here and I wonder if mm-hmm. it's cultural experience. But Matthew 10 verse 13, um, he's, you know, 12, verse 12 says, as you enter the home, give it your greeting. Then verse 13 says, if the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, ah. let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake off the dust of your off your feet. And so I thought, ah, so when they leave, the the judgment that like that's a almost like a um, a leaving people to the judgment they will re- receive in the future. 
Uh, yeah. And it's about them not listening or welcoming them. Yeah, yeah. But it's also about if the home is deserving, which was then another whole, you know, what's going <laughs> on there. <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it's really helpful. I uh, love the way that you've gone around different parts of the Bible trying to understand tricky bits by going to a bit that uh, has a bit more information. Mm. Uh, no, no, I love what you're saying there. Um, and, uh, yeah, the home is deserving. That seems to be a, another way of looking at someone who promotes peace. Yes. So, yeah. Re- I don't that think responsive we've, you know, idea. We're not jumping into a salvation by works or anything like that. It's just, no. yeah, is the gospel message received? Is there um, a desire for peace with God and peace with yeah. his messengers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then it just got me thinking, what what does this look like in practice? Is this unique yeah, exactly. to what? these disciples who were specially sent by the Lord, either mm. the twelve or the twenty, the seventy two, or is this a principle for for how we respond to people and interact with people we're trying to share the gospel with? And I didn't have any answers. I just let that sit there and think, okay, that's too hard. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I think it, it must. And it, 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 because uh, in one Timothy, um, Luke chapter ten verse seven is quoted for really? the worker deserves his wages. Oh yes. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in Paul's mind, this is scripture, and this is going to give us guidance for mm. life and ministry. Mm. Mm. Um, so uh, I would think, yeah, there. Uh, this is part of. Uh, yeah. I don't know, theology of uh, welcoming and hospitality and, and the way the, care for missionaries and stuff like that. Yeah, and the way the gospel is shared too in that Luke 10, 9 and 11, verses 9 and 11, both it's a reference to the kingdom of God coming near. And so how does the mm. kingdom of God come near? Well, we interact in a way with people where we offer them um, the good news of peace with Jesus and some uh, of yeah. them will receive it and some of them will not welcome it and we'll move on from, from that person to yeah yeah that's really good anyway yeah so a bit of a difficult passage to be reading in my quiet time but i enjoyed it no good on you for getting it and Mm. i I always um always feel a sense of peace when i come over to your place joe thanks brother (laughs) thanks yeah i've enjoyed having you and your wife and your sons over we haven't done that in a while no no should do it again yeah um anyway what have you been reading I have been reading a book, uh, but before I get to the title, I'll share a principle with you. And this is the um, uh, read the footnote, uh, follow the footnote principle. Um, You know how you it's uh, it's nice to have always the next book to read Mm. um, rather than sort of being a bit lost. One way to have the next book to read, I find, is to read the footnotes of that are in a book. Look up the footnotes of a book you've enjoyed. So say you've got something out of a book um, and you're wondering, oh, I like those ideas. I could do a bit more thinking about that. one thing you can do is find one of the references or footnotes mm. of a book that the author has clearly enjoyed and got something out of and uh, go and read that book. And that's right. like your next book, and which can theoretically lead on forever. Yeah, you can and keep so going. Wow. What I've done is, um, yeah, read a, a, a look up a, a footnote from a book I enjoyed mm-hmm. and uh, the um, can't I think the original book was one of those, uh, was that book by, um, edited by Jenny Brown about uh, oh, systems yeah. theory and ministry. Christian ministry. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, I enjoyed that. I'm going to read one of those footnotes. And so I've ended up um, getting hold of a book by Roberta Gilbert called Extraordinary Leadership, Thinking Systems, Making a Difference. Interesting. And uh, it wasn't a big investment on the ebook, And uh, I was keen to 
keep reading books about sort of personal maturity and leadership mm. that um, we're a little, um, little off-centre. Like mm. that's what I enjoy. You and me have talked about uh, systems theory, Bowen system theory and stuff and the, the value of that. Mm. And uh, um, it's been good. Like it's not a book I'd rave about. It's not a must-read. Mm. But um, what I like about Roberta Gilbert and her writing about leadership and the systems theory stuff is just the way when she talks about leadership, it's not so much about uh, dynamic setting of goals and mm. driving through processes and stuff. Mm. It's a lot more dealing with yourself. Mm. And so she's got this thing on the about kind of differentiation of self. It's oh, yeah. Sorry, we're getting a little bit technical here, but it's like so diff- is not so caught up and reactive on your emotions, but a little bit um, able to sit with the emotion and think a bit clearly as well. So... Uh, I find that helpful. I'll read a quote. She says, high-level leaders are higher on the scale of differentiation of self. They lead by well-thought-out principles. They're not easily swayed by what others think if that does not jibe with their own principles. They are grounded in logic, the facts of situations, and thinking things through. They do not make snap decisions unless forced to by an emergency. In relationships, they stay out of conflict, distance, dominating or under-functioning, and triangling. They tolerate human variation. They accept that not everyone functions as they do. They can make allowances for, um, oh, come on, Kendall, turn the page. (laughs) (laughs) They do not react to someone not agreeing with them. Wow. Uh, So, like, there's nothing really heaps profound there, but I love the way that leadership in this way of thinking is a a lot to do with just sort of controlling your own emotions and thinking clearly, Mm. uh, not diving into conflicts and triangles. And Mm. so... um, I feel like I've even been trying to put that into practice in the last week or so. Um, so uh, there you go. It's a good book, uh, but the principle I think is helpful f- um, is, uh, yeah, to follow the footnotes. Follow the footnotes. That is a genuinely interesting idea, and this is where reading on paper wins over listening to an audio book <laughs> because you just can't follow the footnotes when you're listening to an audio book. Uh, it's true. Mm. It's true. Mm. But uh Oh, Don't on, let that stop you with the audio books. That's a good principle. That's a good principle. Well, mm. we are out of time, but out of time. I, um, we talked a little while ago about our podcast being part of the Reach Australia podcast network, mm-hmm. and I said that I would rev- review a podcast that I'd listened to. And so I listened to one from the One Thing podcast, um, which is all about giving you one thing to think about, one tip for gospel ministry. And yep. this one was on the, uh, the state of Australian Christianity, and I found it pretty interesting. I think it helped me to think through, ah, if you've got a thought about whether Christianity is growing in Australia or diminishing in Australia, you should probably have evidence for why you think that way rather than just believing some kind of narrative from someone you've heard it from somewhere. Yeah, And so it's all about this guy sharing his research about the state of Australian Christianity. I found it interesting. If you would like to listen to a podcast about gospel ministry and some of the podcasts will be interesting to you, some will not, go have a listen. I think it will be good. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. But we are done for the day, Richard. I hope um, people listening have enjoyed hearing about Luke 10. And if you've got further thoughts about it, you can email us. And um, we're going to start reading footnotes from now on, I think. Just like you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Great to chat with you, Joe. I'll yeah. talk to you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.